Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 30 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Today's episode is something a little bit different. Normally I talk a lot about you know, the things to do and how to grow your business and the five steps to accomplish this. And we have lots of experts in their own little zone of geniuses. But today doing something a little bit different, I'm actually going to share some vulnerableness on the show and actually share around six to seven of the biggest mistakes I made when I owned my subscription box business. Really excited to dive in. I think there is a lot of stuff out there that only shows you the shiny moments. You know, it only talks about the stuff that went right. It only talks about, you know, the sales they made and including myself, like I'm very honest about mistakes I made. And when I work with clients, that is the drive behind what I do is to help people not make the mistakes I made and also share what worked and what didn't work and all the little things I learned. But I think it's also really important to share the mistakes that we that we all make. So especially if you are a business coach, a business mentor, if you're you know, coaching people, it's important to share, you know, what you didn't do right. So that's what today's episode is. So again, um, I decided to record this about five minutes ago, I was feeling very inspired. And I just want to kind of run with it. So here we go. I talk a lot about mistakes that I made in terms of my business. I talk a lot about not investing, not outsourcing, but I want to talk about a few other things and focus and talk about those things that I do talk about, which is not investing or outsourcing. So let's kind of dive in here. The first mistake. And again, this isn't really in any specific order. I kind of listed my mistakes out. I have nothing else prepped. I just want to kind of run with it. The first mistake, not being a part of a community. And when I say community, I mean like having business friends, having being a part of a group where I could ask other like-minded people questions that were in the same sort of league as me. And so what I'm not referring to are Facebook groups. I'm not referring to a Facebook group. Facebook groups, in my opinion, can be very toxic, very filled with people that are, it's like the blind leading the blind. You know, you're asking questions in a Facebook group and you're getting people that have no idea what they're doing, giving you advice. And I've seen such terrible advice being shelled out. So I am not talking about Facebook groups. I'm talking about like masterminds, group coaching programs, things like that. I felt very alone when I had my business. I had moved across the country to California. I'm from Boston. Um, I had a new baby, didn't really have friends. I mean, I was friends with my neighbor. (laughs) So I, when I started my business, like I didn't have a support system, you know, and what would have what would have helped me so much is having a community, you know, and over the years, I did develop friendships with a few people um, that also had product based businesses. And you know, those were like the people I would go to if I had questions, or I needed to vent or I wanted to complain about, you know, is this business worth it? Like just you ha- you need people on your team to vent to to get advice from to share your wins. And so that's really was something that was lacking in my business. And I felt very, very isolated, very alone. And I know a lot of other people are the same. They start their business and they don't have other people that are doing the same thing as them. They, you know, obviously their family and friends support them, but they don't, their family and friends don't have a business like that. And someone that doesn't have a product-based business will never understand what you're going through and the struggles you face. So I think I would really encourage you find other people that are in the same boat as you. There are, you know, there's group programs. Like I have group coaching programs. There's masterminds you can join. Find people that are like you and and f- like 
get friends with them. You know, it's so important. Um, one for a development point of view, like you can learn from them. You can learn what they're doing. Like I'm in a program right now with Rick Mulready, who I mention all the time. Um, absolutely love him. Like he's brilliant. And I'm in a program and a lot of the people in the program don't do what I do. They do different things, but I learn so much from seeing what other people are doing, what's working for them. And I can implement those things in my business in my own little way. So don't discount that, but find people that are, that are in the same boat as you, that you can develop relationships with and friendships with. And when you are, when you're having that bad day that you want to quit, you know, you're going to have those if you haven't had one yet. And you're going to have days where you're crying and you get a nasty customer email or, you know, you shipped out boxes and the post office lost 10% of them. Or, you know, you get, you send out like a shipment of subscription boxes and like your customers just don't like it and you're getting bad reviews. You're going to have those moments. And it's important that you have people that you can talk to that can lift you up and keep you going when you want to quit because you will have those days. And I think it's very important that you talk to someone who who knows what you're going through. So that is my first one. Um, and really, really important one that I was, again, not part of a community. It, that kind of killed me, honestly. <laughs> I, I it, When I look back, I think that should have been one of the first things I did. But I didn't, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So anyway. All right, let's move on to number two not investing in myself or my business. Oh my God. (laughs) This should have been my number one, but again, I'm not really doing this in any, any order. It's just like a top six to seven. Let's see how much time I have not investing in myself or my business. Huge. Oh my God. I, I have so much to say about this topic. So and I want to preface by saying too, in my current business. So right now I am a product-based business mentor, coach, consultant, strategist. I work with e-commerce. I work with subscription boxes. I work with people on Etsy. I help them figure out the blind spots in their business and marketing and help them to get more customers, get more sales, drive traffic. Like I can put all the pieces together and help you grow your business. And that's, so that's what I do today. And so I want to just differentiate because my old business versus my new business, everything that I didn't do in my first business, I actually do in my current business. So I'm taking all those mistakes I made, every single one, I actively work to not do in my current business <laughs> to a degree. And so I have to preface this by saying that last year was my was my first like sort of official first year of my business. I launched officially in December, but I honestly didn't really start my business until like March. So from March through December, I invested $30,000 in my business, like 30 effing thousand dollars. That is a lot of money. When I hired my first business coach, this was in March of 2020. I was was like barely making like $2,000 a month. And I was doing like freelance work. I wasn't, there was no strategy, no consistency, but I knew, I knew that I wanted to start creating courses to help people that wanted to start subscription box businesses. So I was in the middle of doing Amy Porterfield's program, which that cost me $2,000. And so I, I joined a mastermind again, like you're going to, everything that I'm telling you about what I didn't do the first time I made sure I did this time. I joined a mastermind. That was the second investment I made in my business. And I hired a business coach and a mastermind that cost over $2,000 a month. So again, I wasn't, I was barely even making that when I first started. So that was a scary investment. You, I have to use personal money to pay for this, but I knew I, there was something inside of me that just told me this is the right choice and you will figure your shit out. So I signed up for, for a mastermind again, that costs over two, two, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm supposed to give the exact price. So I'll just say over $2,000 for six months. So you can kind of do the math and it was actually over $2,000. So it was not a cheap mastermind program, but I knew that by joining this program, I'm going to meet other like-minded people. I'm going to learn. I'm going to make sure that I make this investment work for me. The second you put down money on yourself, you will get to work. I I promise you, you will. It's like it lights a fire inside of you because now you're you're committed. You 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 signed up for this program, you have to pay money. You will make yourself work harder. And that's a difference between free content and actually hiring someone to help you or 
joining a program. It forces you to show up and do the work. So everything that I preach today is what I practice in my current business. So again, I invested 30 grand in my business last year. And that that mastermind like changed my entire life, honestly. Like hands down, that was this first step in my business growing and and kind of getting started on the vision that I had. So I just want to preface before I start talking about not investing in my past business, um, what I do in my current business. And it's 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 insane how much that mastermind has changed my entire business to what it is today. Like, it's insane. So anyway, mistake number two, not investing in my business, not investing in a business coach or a mentor or something that could help me get from step A to step B to step C. So I launched my subscription box business in 2016. Um, I had left like a six, uh, seven year career in education doing marketing. And then before that, I was doing random marketing jobs, traveling a lot. So in my you know 20s, I traveled a lot and did lots of fun things. I went back to school, got my master's degree, got a job working at an education company in Boston. And I was there for, well, the first one I was there for three years. And the second company I was there for, I think like four and a half. I can't remember exactly. So anyway, I was spent a long time in um, edu- higher education and doing marketing and sales. So I had a baby. I moved across the country. And that's when I decided to start my business. So again, I didn't know anything about starting a business. Like I knew nothing. So if you are a new business owner, you know, it's easy to look at someone like me or other people and say, okay, they know they, they must have had it easier when they started. They must have had some advantage. They must have insert the blank, right? But I didn't. You know, I didn't have any advantage. I was a marketer. I would say that's an advantage, but I didn't have any other advantage. I just decided one day to start my business, and I went with it. I got my idea in March of 2016. By July, I was opening the cart and making my first, you know, $900 that month. So again, I had no advantage whatsoever. I figured everything out on my own. I sat in coffee shops, you know, just, I don't even know, like I I did everything I could to figure it out to get my business off the ground. But the problem is, is that once my business was off the ground, it was kind of like, okay, well, now what do I do? How do I get sales? How do I get more people to look at my shop? You know, how do I get my subscription box in front of my ideal customer? I didn't know anything about Instagram. I didn't know anything about Instagram. You know, I didn't know anything about driving traffic. My background was in marketing, but it was a different type of marketing. It was like more old school marketing. So I had to learn all this new online ways of driving traffic and getting customers and, you know, increasing your conversion rate and creating video. Like I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. So again, um, I spent a lot of time and energy wasted. I wasted so much time doing the wrong things, focusing on the wrong things, spending way too much time on Instagram. Oh my God, the first year. I spent so much time on Instagram and then I realized, well, shoot, I have to do other things to get customers. And that was a massive pivot in my business that changed my business was the second I realized, okay, I'm focusing, I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. I need to get customers from other places. So that was a massive point. But my point here is that there's only so much you can figure out on your own. You need to get help from someone else who has already accomplished the things that you want. And I actually found someone, and this is kind of one of those moments where I look, when I look back and I think like that was my, that could have been such a game changer in my business, but I, I said no because I was afraid. So I did find someone who literally helped another pet subscription box grow and, and be able to sell their business, but they grew a lot. And they, I know that they sold their business for a lot of money. And I somehow connected with him on LinkedIn and we had a couple conversations and I, I did actually talk to him about like him being a mentor of mine. And when he told me the fee, I, you know, it was, I don't remember the exact amount of money that he mentioned to me that he would want to charge, but it was a lot of money. And, you know, even though at that time I was, making good money in the business, I was still deathly afraid of spending money, like deathly afraid. It's so strange to look back how I used to think about money and how I think today. Now, today, if you tell me that you can help me with something that I don't know, you can help me, you know, get it done faster, get it done the right way, improve my systems, I will happily pay you 
to teach me because I don't want to waste my time Googling everything or, you know, trying to figure it out on my own. Because when you do that, you're going to make mistakes, waste your time, waste your energy and waste money. And you have to think like your time is actually your most valuable asset, right? And sure, you can find most stuff online in some capacity. If you want to spend all of your time Googling bits of information, trying to like put them together and figure out, okay, is this actually the right way? Or do you want to find someone that can just tell you, this is what I did. This is what worked. Here's your roadmap. It saves you time, energy, and mental space. So this is a that was a massive mistake of mine. Massive. And again, I grew my business to multi-six figures of sales per year. You know, we were close to close to 400,000 in total sales for two and a half years in business. And I did that on my own. You know, I did it all on my own. I didn't get help, which I'll talk to next. (laughs) Um, But I know that if I had actually found someone that could help me, that could say, no, you should be focusing your energy on this channel or, you know, just again, like looked at my business and figured out the blind spots and said, okay, these are the things that you need to be doing more of. Or, you know what, Carrie, it's time that you invest in, in running Google ads or Facebook ads or whatever it is. So that was just a big mistake. And again, I look back and, uh, you know, I have regrets, of course, but there's nothing I can do. I sold my business and um, all I can do is is invest in my business now. And now I see the value of investing, but I was so terrified of spending money. And I can talk a little bit about that if I have time in the end. But, you know, even on small things, I was I wouldn't spend money. Like, I don't know what I was holding. I had, I have some strange money mindset issues, I think, when I had my business. Yeah, like even some small things. Like, it took me a year to sign up for an affiliate program because it was like a $500 fee upfront. And that amount of money terrified me, terrified me. And then guess how much money I made in sales after I signed up with the affiliate program? I made 20,000 in sales that first year just from the affiliate program. And of course, like there was a couple thousand of that that was paid out for the commissions. And if you're if you're like, what the hell is affiliate program? Um, Just Google it. I don't think I have any episodes on affiliate programs. But yeah, so my five hundred dollar investment turned into a twenty thousand dollar sales (laughs) return on investment. So it's a great example of when I was afraid to spend money and then the results I got after I did spend money. So I want to kind of end on that note, but a massive mistake of mine was not investing in myself or my business with a coach or a mentor, even a course for God's sake. Like there weren't, there weren't courses back then. So even if, even if it was like a thousand dollar course that would have helped me, like that would have been great. So it doesn't have to be a coach. It doesn't have to be a coaching program or a super expensive mastermind. It can be a, a course, right? A course, if that's the most you can afford, then go for the damn course. It will help you. It'll help you figure out your roadmap and help you save time. And your time is very valuable and money. Like if you just try to figure out everything on your own and you're trying different things, you're going to waste a lot of money. That's a fact. So you have to think, how much is my time or money worth to me? All right. Mistake number three. And this is a big one. Holy crap. This is such a big one. Not outsourcing. Oh my gosh. And I have to, I keep saying, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. (laughs) So not outsourcing was a massively massive mistake. The word massive is not even enough to describe this mistake. So I launched my business July of 2016 out of my kitchen living room in California. Okay. I would pack all the boxes, stuff all the boxes, curate the boxes, be the marketing person, be the customer service. Like that's cute when you have like a hundred customers, but once you get into the hundreds and hundreds or even more, you can't do everything. Like it's not possible. So you have to figure out what you can outsource. And so for my business, I was such a psycho control freak. Like I was convinced if someone else helps me with anything, they would not do it right. They wouldn't do it right. They wouldn't do it the way I wanted it. I wanted the perfect customer experience every single time. And so I was such a control freak about every little thing. Like, you know, it, it, it blows my mind, honestly. And again, in my current business, I outsource a lot of stuff. I outsource this podcast editing. So I record the podcast, but I have someone, the lovely Erin Tofani, 
If you were wanting to start a podcast, please look her up. She's incredible. So she edits my podcast for me. I have someone that edits my YouTube. I have the amazing Sydney who helps me with lots of my marketing stuff. I could not do my business without these people. Okay. And yes, that costs me money. I outsource about, let's see, I think $3,000 a month in outsourcing. Okay. That's a lot of money that I could be like, no, I'm going to do it myself so I can keep all that money. But guess what? These people save me so much time so I can focus on the things I like to do, which are creating content, having my podcast, creating courses, doing my group coaching programs, having my one-to-one clients. Like I couldn't do all that if I was also doing all the video editing, all the audio editing, all the marketing stuff for my business. Like I wouldn't be able to do that stuff. I wouldn't be able to do the stuff I love and the stuff that fills me up and the stuff that is my zone of genius if I had to do all the small things too. So it's very important to be outsourcing. And so with my business, the Dapper Dog Box, I did not outsource. So I got bits of help in small things. Like my husband would help me with like IT issues when when I when I had website issues and things like that. Um, and like, yes, I would sometimes outsource like someone made a graphic for me. And I would sometimes have like specific small things that I would get outsourced randomly. But overall, I did not outsource things. And so like, again, I should by the end of my business, I should not have been the one packing my boxes, stuffing the boxes, shipping the boxes like that should have 100 percent been outsourced. Like I shouldn't have even been involved in that. And again, like I was a control freak. I was like, no, if someone else does it, they're not going to put the items in the box the right way. Like I was very particular. I want the big items on the bottom. I want the prettiest items on the top. I want the postcards on top to be facing the right way. So when the customer opens a box, like they have this wonderful experience, like that's great, but you can also train people (laughs) to do that. Just so many things that I should have not been doing and I was, I had to do them. And so I spent my days and okay, here's the reason too. The reason that outsourcing is important is because you want to focus on the money-making activities for your business. What are the things that are actually going to make you money in your business? And those are two things, marketing and sales. That's it. There's no other things in your business that's going to help you make money. Are packing and stuffing boxes going to help you get sales? Nope. No, they're not. Not at all. Are creating graphics on Instagram going to help you get sales? No. Even though, yes, Instagram will get you sales indirectly, um, you spending your time making social media graphics is a waste of your time. You know, even answering like specific types of emails, right? Customer emails, I think it's important when you first start that you answer your customer emails. But I think over time, you can have that outsourced. You can get something like Zendesk where, you know, customers will send emails that goes to a specific email and then it gets like assigned to a specific person or something. You can even have someone that could help you a couple, like two hours a day. They could help you answer emails. They could help you do some other admin stuff that you that you shouldn't be spending your time on. So you want to be focusing on working in the business and not doing like admin stuff or tasks that you can outsource, that, that you could teach someone to do for you. And then you can spend your time on your zone of genius, curating your boxes. If you have a subscription business, that's important curation, coming up with the themes, coming up with the products, developing relationships with vendors, like that's stuff that that is important for your business, marketing stuff. So yes, you don't need to create the graphics, but you need to create the strategy. What channels are you going to be on? If you're on Pinterest, okay, what what kinds of content do we need? If you're going to be doing SEO stuff, how do you optimize your website with keyword research and things like that? Like those are things that actually will help you grow your business. So product photography, that's going to help you grow. Focus on things that are going to push the needle and help you get sales. If you have an activity that you hate doing, like I would say make a list. What are the top five things you hate doing? And what are the top five things that you feel like suck the life out of you? That is your list to outsource and start small. Like you can start with someone even helping you pack and ship the boxes. Like maybe twice a week, someone comes to your house or wherever you pack your boxes. Most people, when they're starting off, it's out of their house, out of their garage, out of their workspace. You could have someone come to your house twice a week for two hours and they can pack all the boxes for you and they can schedule the USPS to come and pick 
pick them up at your house or they can literally take the boxes in their car and drop them off for you. And then they can help you with other things that you need help with. So that is a great use of you spending money. You can find people on Upwork. You can find people on so many different platforms. And even if it's like a college student who just wants to make extra money, like you don't have to pay them a lot of money probably $15 an hour, $20 an hour. I don't know. Find people that you can outsource stuff to. Then you spend your time on your zone of genius. So that's my best advice. When I had my business, I didn't outsource and I wasted. So I think back and think, holy crap, the amount of time that I wasted, completely wasted on stuffing boxes and shipping boxes. I mean, it it makes me want to cry a little because it was so much time. I could have outsourced that and then did more marketing, did more blog content, did other things to grow my business. So that is my best advice. Like whatever you can outsource, please, please outsource. If you have an e-commerce business, the same thing. It's the same whether you have an e-commerce or a subscription box. How can, like, what can you do that's more efficiently that someone else could do for you with some training? And I think, Two big time wasters are the packing, the packages, and the shipping. As the CEO of your company, if you're, especially if you're doing like high volume each month, that should, you should never be packing your boxes or packages. I'm sorry, like some people might disagree with me, but that is exactly what you should be outsourcing. Have someone come to your house. You have the SKUs of your products. They can understand what needs to go in each package and they can understand how to read your systems and how to, you know, put the packaging in. Here's how we pack the tape. You can literally record videos like Loom videos, or you can record videos on your phone of how you want things packed, like what they need to do. This is stuff that you can teach people. You should not be wasting your time on that stuff. You want to be focusing time again on the money-making activities. So make a list. How are the things that are getting me money sales in my business? Focus on that. If it's not getting you sales, then start outsourcing. Okay, the third thing, actually the fourth thing, sorry, that I want to talk about is not having boundaries. And this is a very important one. Not having boundaries with both my customers and boundaries between my business and personal life. So again, when I when I talk about the order of importance here, this isn't in this isn't There's no importance order, but this is a very important one for me. When I had my business, I had no boundaries. I had, again, because like I was doing everything on my own. When you have 500, 400, 300 customers and you're packing personalized boxes for them each month and you're doing the marketing and the customer service and responding to customer emails and doing the social media stuff and doing the marketing and everything else in between that comes of having a product business, there's only so much time you know, and I worked all the time. So again, I had a young kid, you know, my, my, my little guy was seven, uh, seven months when I started the idea. So he was about a year, he was a year old when I launched the business. And so from when he was one to three almost is when I had my business and, you know, I worked all the time weekends. I mean, we lived in Southern California. I, I feel like it was such a not positive experience for me living there for those three years because we didn't do anything fun. Um, I had a like little kid I was trying to figure out how to raise and I was working all the time. My weekends weren't spent like going to the beaches and doing fun stuff. I was like packing damn boxes all weekend. So I had no sense of boundaries at all. I mean, from a scale of one to 10, my, my boundaries were like at a negative 10, I would say. So I would say boundaries with personal life and business. I didn't have those. So something that I I try, I'm doing better with my current business, but I'm still not great with boundaries at all. It's something that I'm continuously trying to work on, trying to do better. And I know that even with my current business, I have way more boundaries, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> so this is one that's, you know, it's a work in progress. But with my business, The Dapper Dog, I had no boundaries. And so nights, weekends, the mornings, I worked all the time. Um, I worked on birthdays. I worked on, you know, holidays, Christmas. I remember one of my worst birthdays I've really ever had was, I want to say, I'm, I won't say the age, God, because I'm getting old. Um, but it was a birthday that... I don't know what happened. Something happened with my husband. I don't know if he didn't plan something or something. I don't know. And I ended up literally like packing and stuffing boxes all day, shipping boxes out. And I and I ordered 
food from like Chili's or something. I don't even know. It was like such a terrible birthday (laughs) because I spent all day working. Like who wants to work on their birthday, you know? And it just shows you my lack of boundaries. I didn't have any. Weekends, me and my husband would like fight over who got to work. I mean, it sounds ridiculous because he's – he works a lot too. He doesn't have his own business, but he um, he currently works for Amazon. And when we lived in California, he worked for a different company, but he works a lot too. And so we both like love working and, you know, which is great. But like at some point you have to have boundaries, especially if you have family, but also boundaries keep you sane. And I know I was, I had such, like I would go through phases of having terrible mindset issues just because I was always working and that's not that's not ever going to serve you very well. So I I really want to highlight this boundaries part because I think it not only trickles into your personal life, but if you work all the time, you're not giving your mind time to rest. And like I said, I I I'm much better today than I am than I was back then, but I'm still actively trying to to be better about having boundaries. So and then when I say boundaries with customers, so again like I would be checking my phone all the time. And if I got a customer email, I felt like compelled to respond right away. And so sometimes, you know, a few things can happen when you do that. One is I should have had like a system put in place where customer service emails went into a specific folder. And like maybe I had a system where every day, the first thing I did in the morning, which sounds not like a fun thing to do, but the first thing in the morning, I would go through and like get those customer service emails answered and like checked off my plate. But then I wouldn't check my customer service emails for the rest of the day. I would get to those the next morning. Customers get very impatient when you don't respond quickly, but I do think if you respond within 24 hours, that's acceptable. And I didn't need to be checking my phone all day long. And so what would happen is, and this leads into boundaries, like boundaries are incredibly important for your business in lots of different ways. But what would happen is like, say in the middle of the day, I'm out with my son, right? We're doing actually doing something fun. And I, and I get a notification on my phone and I open it up and it's a customer email. Now I'm out with my, my kid at a park or at the zoo or wherever. And now I'm going to get in a really bad mood because I have a customer who's complaining about something. And I, I feel compelled to respond right away. And then, you know, I mean, I know you know what I'm talking about here. Customer service emails, like you have to deal with them. You have to make the customers happy. And I, I had very good customer service. So that was one of the things I did right in my business was customer service. I put customers number one, which is why I always responded right away. But still, like you don't have to respond right away. Two, if I'm out with, you know, my child, again, this leads into boundaries. Like my phone should have just been off and put in my bag. I didn't need to be always compulsively checking my phone to see if customers like emailed me and stuff. So again, um, that one kind of is related to boundaries in a little bit, but systems, I guess, boundaries, et cetera. Um, Even like outsourcing, that should have potentially even been outsourced after a while. But boundaries is a huge thing and something that I, I strive to do better in my current business. And I definitely do. So I can tell you if you're someone that you're having some trouble with boundaries, like please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Like let's kind of chat about it. I I can probably give you some advice. I don't want to spend this whole episode on boundaries, although I do think this would be a great episode (laughs) to focus on because I know there's so many of you out there who have kids, you have, you know, pets and all that. That's great. But when you have kids, especially when they're little, I think boundaries are so important and that again, that's something that I'm I'm trying to work on in my current business, which I don't always do a good job. Like I boundaries and myself are not friends. <laughs> so if you feel like you're struggling with boundaries, send me a DM on Instagram and and definitely like let's chat a little bit because I always like hearing other people's stories and how they and if you have ideas, like if you're like, you know what, Carrie, I have this amazing system for boundaries. I would love to be in your podcast please come on. I know people would love to hear your good ideas, including myself. So, um, okay. So let's focus on better systems. So better systems is going to be the next thing that I talk about. And this is going to be kind of a brief one because I do think when you're starting a business and you're, you know, a solopreneur and all that systems can feel like this 
something that you're just not like, how do I create systems in my business? You know, I'm kind of trying to do everything at once. So I don't have a lot of advice here because systems is not my area of expertise. And I'm always learning how to have systems better. And again, I do have more systems in my current business, but that is not something that I'm very good at. And so I don't want to focus on this too much, but I do think it was a mistake. So when I say systems, it could be something small, right? So with my business, I would wake up. My son, I actually did the business part-time for the for almost the first two years, actually, which, again, is something that I kind of laugh at because I did grow the business a lot on my own. And sometimes I look back and think, how the hell did I do that? But I did. Like When we moved to California and I started my business, that's when I first started putting him in part-time daycare. He was this little teeny little baby, like, you know, seven months old, eight months old. And that was when he first started going to daycare. And he went, I think it was three days a week. I don't know if it was two or three days. I want to say three days a week, he went to daycare for the day. And so I had two days or I had I don't remember if it was two or three days. I'm sorry. I had two or three days per week that I could work on my business. And then the other two days, I think it was three days a week that he went to daycare. And then two days a week, he was home and I would, you know, do stuff with him and, you know, all that stuff. I would still work on the business like during his nap time. But, you know, for part of the day, I would have to do stuff with him. And he was really little. I feel like it's very different. Like I have a, you know, he's almost six now. And now when, when, when he's home all day, you know, we would obviously be doing a lot different things. than when he was like under a year old, when I feel like babies are kids are so immobile in a, in a lot of ways then. So anyway, so if I have two days or three days per week to get all my work done, what do I focus on? What are the priorities? How can I batch my work? I didn't do any of that stuff. I just said, oops, I have to do shipping. I have to pack boxes. I have to do this. I have to post an Instagram. There was zero systems at all. And that is a definitely a mistake. If you have limited time, and I know a lot of you listening, you have families, you have kids, you have day jobs, you have multiple businesses. If you have any of those things, you have to be very strategic with time. And it's very important that you're batching your work. So like what I should have done in hindsight is what, where did I have the most creative energy? And for me, I'm a morning person. I love, I wake up really early between five and six every day and I'm the most energetic. My mind is the most clear the first thing in the morning. And so I love working first thing in the morning. I am not energetic, creative, anything in the afternoon or at nighttime. So I am not a night owl. I never work at night ever. I mean, I do, but it's not very effective. So what I should have done is say, okay, where, what are, what is like my magic working time? And that could be, let's say, okay, let's say my son goes to daycare at um, 8 a.m. I don't remember what time we dropped him off, but let's just say 8 a.m. So from 8.30 to 12 is when I focus on the things that I need my mental brain power for. So that could be something like, creating blog content, anything like anything creative that I need to like work on or figure out or write copy for marketing stuff, social media, like creating Instagram captions, creating Instagram video, things like that. Like that's what I should have been spending that time on. And I didn't do that. I just kind of like, I don't even know. I would just wake up and be like, well, what do I kind of, what should I do now? Oh, I guess I should pack boxes. You know, I spend so much time shipping boxes. I can't even tell you (laughs) so much time shipping damn boxes. So I think if I had been a bit more strategic and just said, okay, from, you know, 8.30 to 10.30, these two days a week, I'm going to be focusing on marketing stuff. Again, marketing equals money-making activities. So I should have been focusing those blocks of time on that. And then in the afternoon when I'm less, like when I don't need my mental energy, when I'm packing, stuffing boxes, that's when I should have been packing and stuff in boxes, you know, not doing that in the morning time, because then in the afternoon, I'm like, oh, I'm tired. And my my brain is feeling foggy now. And what happens is when you when you try to do those like marketing activities or creating Instagram captions that you kind of need your mental clarity for, you're not it's going to take you like five times as long. So and I do that in my current business, I and it's something that I've been better at. Again, thank you to Rick Mulready. I learned some so much from his program. I'm in his group coaching program. I learned I've learned so much. And it's like a lot of the small things. Systems is not my thing, right? And so in his program, he talks about again, like that using that magic time and 
focusing on your most important money-making activities. And so that's what I do now. And so if I wake up really early and I want to work for one hour in the morning, what I used to do for my current business is I would do like the admin stuff. Like, oh, I have to send a proposal. I have to, you know, give my marketing person her list of things that I need to do. And I realized like, oh yeah, I just wasted my one hour where my mind is fresh and clear and you know, I should have been doing something else like creating content for my group coaching program or something. And so that's what I do now. And I I can tell you it is wildly effective. So if I work in the morning or not, if like when I work in the morning, I try to focus on my content. So I'm creating a course right now. Instead of creating the course in the afternoon, when my brain is kind of foggy, I spend one hour and like crack stuff out. And I'm telling you, it really works. So come up with the time frame when you are, your brain is most active. And I know you know what that is. It's you're a morning person, you're potentially an afternoon person, or you're an evening person, whatever that time is, figure out that time block and block it off and list out your most important money-making activities and and schedule those into a calendar. So that is the best thing I can say about um, systems. There's so many things about systems that, you know, that you can implement, but it's important that you document systems in your business and figure out ways that you can save time. And even like mapping those out into SOPs will help you to just do better. So um, batching, batching and um, content batching too. So not don't create one email, create like four emails for the month in one sitting. If you're going to be doing Instagram, try to come up with your Instagram content for one week at a time. Then you don't have to open up your phone every day and say, hmm, what do I post today? I have no idea. And then you spend an hour on one Instagram caption. That is such a waste of time. So be wise and respectful of your time. The next one is, okay, I have two things I want to talk about. So not focusing enough on profit at the beginning. So as I grew my business, I learned more about profitability, how to make more profit, being aware of profit, which focus, which also ties in with what I'm with what I'm going to talk about next. But be very laser clear on your profit. And so you're not going to know your profit unless you have an accounting system. So I used to use QuickBooks. I still use QuickBooks now. I didn't outsource any of that stuff. I actually still don't outsource QuickBooks, although I really want to. So if you know someone who is a bookkeeper, please let me know. I need help. So for my old business, at especially like the first year, like I had no idea about my numbers. I really didn't have any idea. So you want to make sure you're aware of your numbers and that you're that you know how much profit you're making. And so what I used to do, especially in the beginning, was like I would just have my QuickBooks in there and I would just, you know, I would barely consolidate it or reconcile it, sorry. Um, So I, I didn't know how much profit I was making. I didn't know how much I was spending on different things. So as I grew my business and I learn these things, I I was more aware of numbers and the profit and, you know, what I was spending money on. But it's very important that you're taking the time maybe each month or at least every two months. And I would say every month, honestly, go into your QuickBooks and make sure you reconcile everything, but then look at what you're spending money on and try to really be clear on, are any of these essential? Can I cut any of these out of my budget? You have to be you have to know your numbers. You know, you have to be aware of what you're spending money on and how much return on investment that it's bringing your business. But if you're not making enough profit, it's very important that you take a step back and say, okay, what can I do to imp- like, how can I make more profit, right? You want to be paying yourself. Um, you want to be, especially if you want to ever sell your business, you have to focus on being profitable. So if you're, you know, again, I don't want to give too many examples here, but just be aware of profitability. And if you're not making enough profit, how can you make more profit? Maybe you increase your pricing. Maybe you get customers to spend more and add more to their packaging, which then you can make more profit off that. So I don't know, there's a million ways to make more profit. But the first step is being aware of yours. And you're only going to know that if you are paying attention to your, you know, QuickBooks or your accounting in your numbers. So just be aware of that. And you can always increase the pricing on things. You know, you can always increase your subscription box price. You can always increase the pricing on your products. If you have an e-commerce store on Shopify, um, a lot of different things that you can do, but just be aware of, of your profit and always try to be increasing that for your business. And then the next one is kind of related to what I was just talking about is not being, I wasn't 
being laser focused on my numbers, again, especially at the beginning of my business. So when I say numbers, again, accounting, profit, all that kind of stuff, like I I would spend money on stuff and really not even know how much money I was spending on things. And I know so many people listening are probably in the same boat where you, you know, you, you have all these Shopify apps and you're like, well, I have no idea what I'm spending money on. I don't know if it's giving me return on investment. So again, as I grew my business, I learned to stop and like look at those numbers. But at first I didn't because I didn't know any better. So again, we all go through stages of learning and having a product business. You you are going to make mistakes. That's a given as long as you're aware of the mistakes and then you can try to rectify those. But I wasn't always super aware of, again, this is very related to what I just talked about of, of not having enough profit at the beginning, but not being in tune with numbers. And so again, doing that regular regular QuickBook, um, looking at my profit and loss statements in QuickBooks and saying, okay, you know what? I'm spending a lot of money on this. How can I can I cut that out? Is it necessary? So if you have any apps that you're spending, especially if you have Shopify, it is very easy to say, oh, I'm going to try this app because it's only 20 bucks. And then I'm going to do this app for 30 bucks. And I'm going to do this, you know, upsell at checkout app for $100. And oh, I'm going to do Yachtpo so I can get reviews and an affiliate program for $100. And soon, you know, you're spending $1,000 a month in apps, but you're only making like $3,000 a month in sales. Well, that is not okay. <laughs> so you have to be aware of what you're spending money on. So you can then go back and say, okay, what can I prune? And just because you remove something doesn't mean that you don't need it that you won't get it eventually. But when you're starting out, you have to be very scrappy and figure out how you can do things without spending money on them. And when I say that, I mean, like, you know, like when I had my first business, I first signed up for CrateJoy. So I had CrateJoy as my website host and I used their customer referral program app. And it was like $100 a month. And I I had like no customers. So I paid maybe for three months and then I and I got no sales, no sales from that customer referral app. And so what happened was after a few months, I said, okay, you know what? I'm not making any return on investment. And so I stopped paying for the app. But what I did was I did my own little like DIY referral program. And so I got I figured out a way that I could do it on my own and get people to refer customers and friends and family, but I didn't have to pay for it. So you have to be a bit creative sometimes, but apps, especially if you're not making money off of them, though that's a waste of money. So just being aware of your numbers. So every month, I multiple times per month you should be looking at your Shopify analytics. You should be looking at your Shopify data and create joy whatever platform you have your website on, look at your numbers and data, look at your analytics, look at where your traffic's coming from, look at what you're spending money on, look at all those apps you're spending on and say, okay, what am I getting in return of that? So being aware of numbers can mean analytics, it can mean um, accounting numbers, you have to be laser focused on that. So again, in my current business, super laser focused Um, with Dapper Dog, I was but not at the beginning at all. So I learned, you know, that I needed to be more aware of numbers and all that, but and it takes time. So those are some of the mistakes I made in my business. And so I'm just going to do a quick recap of the mistakes. So one, not being part of a community Two not investing in myself or my business with a coach, a mentor, a course, a program that could help me go from point A to point B. Three, not outsourcing. Massive, massive mistake. Four, not creating better systems within my business that could save me time and money. Five, not having boundaries, both personal life and with my business in terms of customers. Six, not focusing enough on the profit, especially at the beginning of my business. And then lastly, not being laser focused on the numbers at the beginning of my business. So again, that could be anything from accounting, analytics, data, just really being in tune on what's working, not working and being able to pivot from that. So anyway, that is the the full list. And I hope that can help you just kind of understand that one, we all start from somewhere and we all learn and grow and we have our businesses, but it's always important to learn how you cannot make the same mistakes. And just even if you're making some of these mistakes, at least it can stop and make you think, okay, you know, I do need better systems or you know what, like I could actually outsource that one thing that I hate doing. So however, however, that might help you. I I hope this helped. And I love, you know, I love talking about what, what worked in my business. But I also think it's really important to be transparent on what didn't work and what things I also struggled with with my business and what things I 
try to focus on improving. And though that that is all these things here. So again, some of them I, I did not improve on with my business and some of them I did improve on over time. So I hope this can help you. And if you feel like, you know, listening to any of these mistakes that I've made and you feel like, you know what, I I really want to improve my business or I want to, you know, work on having better boundaries, definitely let send me a DM on Instagram. Like I love chatting with people. I love hearing what you're struggling with. And I'm ha- always happy to share any additional tips that I can give you on some of these things. Cause I do think, you know, I build a multi six figure business, but I know deep in my soul that I could have built a seven figure business if I had outsourced, if I had invested in myself and learn from a coach or a mentor, having better systems that would have saved me time. So I know these things are things that you learn over time and no one starts a business and does everything right. You know, that's just not the way things work. We all make mistakes. Mistakes are part of of having a business and being an entrepreneur. You, you will make mistakes, but if you can learn from them and get help, then you will be in a much better place. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I, I loved this episode. And again, I felt very compelled to just record this today uh, with zero preparation. I just literally wrote out my list of seven things and, and hit record. So I hope this can help you. I hope it resonated with you. And if you guys love this episode or you learned something today, please please go ahead and hit that subscribe button below and let leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I love hearing reviews. I love knowing what you liked about the podcast and what you learned from it. And if you guys have any other ideas or things that you want me to talk about on the podcast, you can send me a DM on Instagram. Uh, my link is in the show notes below. And I am happy to do some new fun episodes that you will like to listen to. And if you have a business and you feel like you're struggling with some of these things, you're struggling with systems, you're struggling with not outsourcing, you're struggling with marketing. I do take on one-on-one coaching clients. I have short-term programs. I have longer-term programs really whatever you need help with in terms of a subscription box or an e-commerce business, getting started, growing, making more money, getting more customers. That is what I teach people and I help people with. And I do have spots open every month. I take one to two new clients. I don't take more than that. But if you are looking for help, you feel like you need help with some things, send me a DM on Instagram, check out my website. I'll leave the show notes below and read about some of my services. But I really help people with finding the, the blind spots in their business and helping them to make more money, get more sales, drive more traffic, all through organic marketing. I do not do any paid advertisements and I don't teach my clients that. So if you feel like you need some help, let's make some magic together and you can apply to work with me in the show notes below. All right, guys, so grateful for listening. I can't believe we are at podcast episode number 30. It's been six months since I launched this podcast. And again, so grateful for my amazing podcast coach and producer, Erin Tafani. She is such a rock star. And if anyone's listening and you're like, you know what, I want to do a podcast, please reach out to Erin. I will leave her Instagram and website below in the show notes, but she is absolutely amazing. And I am so incredibly grateful for her. Um, I signed up for her again, like another person I invested in. I signed up for her um, podcast group coaching program back in, I think it was like September, September or August. I can't remember. Um, and it was a 12 week program. And I went through that program with her and she helped me start my podcast. She helped me do it the right way. And I, I know deep in my bones that I would have never been able to come up with this podcast on my own that feels professional that I'm so proud of that has made a massive impact on my business. And I'm just getting started with this podcast. So this is a a very important part of my business. I love being able to give content that helps you that you can move the needle a little bit. You can learn from other experts. I love this podcast so much. And again, if I didn't invest in my business and hire someone that could help me, I don't think it would be as good as it is. So that just shows you again, I I do practice what I preach. I invest in my business all the time and I hope you guys will too. So anyway, I will see you guys next week and thank you so much again for listening. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.